Hello and welcome to Paxton Road TV. This is the Paxton Road TV preview show for the game, West Ham versus Spurs. I am Sam Spurs for life. And if you're new to the channel, please subscribe. Please also smash that like button and share around your friends and fellow Spurs colleagues. And so in the house, welcoming, as always, residents Mike Hotspur, Hustler, Darius 3K and Sean H. Welcome, guys. Um... Yeah, let's get into this then. Let's get into this. So, after <laughs> um, after what can only be called as a, a bit of a, a talking point in itself for the game on Thursday, let me just ask a quick quick, quick opening about that. Um, do you think Nuno made the right decision with the team selection? And also, if he did, does he have to take any responsibility for the way the team performed on Thursday? I'm going to come to Darius 3K since he's all hooded up. Let's come to you first, Darius. It's going to be difficult for me to give my review on the game because I didn't even watch oh, the game, shoot. didn't realise the game was on, didn't want anything to do with that game. Happy I didn't watch the game because clearly the result wasn't good. I've not even watched the highlights, mate, because I just, I don't, I, I've seen what people have th said about the game. I watched what you, what you guys said about the game and to be honest, I don't really need to put myself through that. I, I have no problem with, with sort of the decision that he made. That was when I saw the decision being made, the right one, in my opinion, because yeah. if we're leaving everybody in our team out that sort of started on the weekend, I know that they're going to start on the weekend. I know they're going to play. And West Ham is no team to push over at all. So, I mean, those players have just made it worse for themselves who started in, in that game against Vitesse. I mean, there's still a couple that I would still potentially bring in into the first team and still played to the first team. But to me, that game just proved that I would say, what, 70% of that team probably need to be sold in the next two windows. So, yeah, I mean, I really didn't have a problem with with sort of what he did. It just basically exposed to me more the players that need to be sold. And and to be fair, that's kind of what we needed. We just need to, we just need to see it ourselves who isn't good enough because some people still think that a lot of players deserve chances. And I'm not going to name names and, and do all that, but... There's certain players that now I think everybody can see it's time to move on for their career and, and for a better of Tottenham Hotspur as well. Yeah, I don't mind naming names. Uh, I did that yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm done naming names. I'm done naming names. We and had a great one yesterday because we said, I said personally, I would love the same team that played on Thursday to be put in front of the Spurs fans on Thursday coming for the next game and let them play again. Forget the cavalry, just keep the cavalry away and let them play and see if they have the same sort of attitude. Because mm. it wasn't about the actual players in terms of the quality, because I think we had enough quality to beat the test all day long, every single day. There are some bang average players. Ben David is bang average. Sanchez, for me, I, 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 I've seen enough now to know he can't play with certain players. No, you're harsh on Sanchez, Sam. I think Sanchez was, I, I think he smile. was pretty solid. I, I honestly think he was pretty solid. I don't think. Yeah, uh, Thursday's performance because I did catch up on the second half, um, but I don't think there was too much blame with the back line. Apart from, I, I agree with Davis. I mean, he couldn't earn a spot on Paxton Road, let alone <laughs> let alone getting a spot in that Tottenham team, whether it's the first or the second team. But yeah, Sanchez and Road. The goal, the goal that we can see, Galini should be. Oh, I, can oh, yeah. that. I would have liked uh, to have thought <laughs> I would have just kicked it away or something. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I'm no keeper by any stretch of imagination, but that's a poor goal to be conceding. No. Uh, we, I totally agree with you about the goal itself. Galini should have done better. Me and Sid yeah. said that yesterday. But what I was, what I was more alluding to, not because 
I watched I watched them for a good 15 minutes as a, as a pair. Those two can't play together, in my opinion, against higher-level opposition because they were both very much all over the place. They yeah, were really, I, I, yeah, their yeah. positional sense was terrible. And, and because of that, it just made, the, it made Vitesse look better because there was gaps appearing in the back line and then they were making runs in. And I just didn't like that fact of it. I think you're right. I think there's more opportunity for these players to be improved because they're young enough. Rodon, definitely. Sanchez, definitely. But I just don't see it. It just doesn't help, though. If you've got a midfielder, if you've got... So, if your back line haven't played together, like Tanganga, Sanchez, Rodon, yeah, they probably should be used to each other by now, given that they've been in that that first team for, what, a good few years, uh, or a good couple of years, give or take. Davis as well, to be fair. I mean... They've been they've been there for a good few seasons. They should know each other by now. But if what is in front of you is all over the place a little bit, there's holes, there's gaps. That that defence then starts getting asked questions, and then you find your your, your centre backs covering your left back, covering your right back, covering your centre midfield, and then you, like you say, it's all disjointed. So I kind of I, I can't me personally, I can't really lay too much. I can't fault the back line too much because I just think that the midfield and, well, from midfield onwards, I just don't think that there was much. They just didn't have much help from mm. from them. as Because you, you've got to defend as a team, haven't you? You defend from the front. So 100%. If, Scarlett, if Scarlett's not doing his job at uh, like trying to defend from the front and then midfield going in and, and supporting them and defending... You're, you're up against it straight away, aren't you? So, yeah. oh, I, I, I 100% agree with all the sentiments, but I put into context it's Vitesse, you know what I mean? Vitesse ranked yeah. about 130 something in Europe, we're ranked 13. Even with the players that played on Thursday, they should still clearly be a lot better than them, and that's my only point. And I, I didn't see enough in the defensive side of things to give me confidence that they could play against higher level opposition and do well. But it forever reinforces what we were saying, doesn't it? About certain players just not being good enough. That's what I mean. Is, is that's it, why I don't have a problem with this because, like I said, all those players that started, I know are good enough. These guys need to prove themselves and still haven't. Is it is it that they're not good enough or is it they all lacking confidence? Because if you look, if you listen to Winks, the guy just sounded like he was shot for confidence and he even admitted that he's, he's low on confidence. So if you've got, if, if he's low on confidence, how many of those other boys are low on confidence? And if you've got a team or even if it's just 50% of your team that are low on confidence, you're up against it straight away. So, But I've seen players turn this out. around though. I've, I've seen players turn this around. I mean, Ndombele has been sort of in and out of the team and he still can perform. But I know he's, in terms of ability, he's miles of those players. But I just think that if you don't have the ability and you're lacking confidence, you can still work hard. But it's just it's going to get you so far isn't it at the end of the day Deli Ali's been working hard and he's still not really done much for his for his performances so and I'm not just getting onto him there's other players as well I just think that the confidence thing is one thing but there's been I've seen players gain their confidence back I've I've seen players improve and certain players over the space of what three years and three managers just aren't improving anymore and how much more can we say that it's it's a lack of confidence it's a you know what I mean? I think that now it's time to just sort of cut ties. I, I do agree. Certain players will get better. Like, I think Bergwijn, Sessegnon with confidence will get better. But there are a couple of players there that I just don't think are, are there. I think Ali should have played up front. I would have put Ali up front on Thursday. Scarlett's just not, he's just not ready. Like, you you could just see it. 
he's, he's a boy in a man's game at the moment. And that's the same thing, that's the same thing you said about honestly. the defence, Mike, when you said the defence was, you know, because the midfield wasn't able to protect them. It's the same thing for Scarlett, because the midfield wasn't able to create for him. He's running around doing things and he's not getting the service. Yeah, a 17-year-old yeah. kid needs to have the ball in the areas which he can at least strike. Like if he was playing for the under-23s, he'd probably had five, six, seven, eight attempts. He's not going to get that many. And particularly in the team that we played on Thursday, who created absolutely nothing. One shot on target, we had six shots in total. That's just terrible. For a, game, for a guy who's 17, he's never going to score yeah. goals in that team. To give him a fighting chance, you've got to be playing with higher quality. I mean, you, you, if you're going to play Scarlett, you, you might as well put him in a team that you're going to have Son, Mora, Kane, and Dombele, people that are going to give him service because I, I agree, there's I agree. no point in playing him. There's simply no yeah. point in playing a 17-year-old if you ain't giving him quality in terms of service. Yeah. And, and he, he can't be expected to carry the line with players yeah. that are, are, you know, he needs, as you do with youngsters, you bring him in in a team that's flourishing, you bring him in with, with experienced players and get them the confidence that they need, not put Scarlett in a team like that and then yeah. expect him to lead the line and be banging in two or three goals. I'll come to Sean. Um, what did you think of the game... Thursday, and was there anything that Nuno could have done differently apart from team selection? What's your thoughts, Sean? I, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by your um, assessment, Sam, that he should have he should play the same eleven next week. Um, I think if he's if he is serious about this competition, he's going to have to have the artillery on the bench next next game. Next week, I think mm -hmm. we play Burnley, don't we? It's not, it's not the Euro European game, but is it, um, is it United? When do we play United? Is it this week? The week following? Oh, okay, yeah. this yeah. is following week. Yeah, but um, I think uh, we need, um, you know, I, I, I don't put as much blame on Nuno as the players themselves. Mm. It's like Hoddle said after the game: you need to be, you know, the motivation for yourself starts within, and there's clearly some players just haven't got it within them anymore. And as Darius has already said, that you know we we need to move players on. Unfortunately, I'd love to see Wingers get a, a chance in Spain. <laughs> Delhi can go anywhere. You know, I'm sure someone will, will want him because of what he has shown in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the people that really needed to watch that game were were sitting were, were sitting Lily, Lily White House, and will say, you know, that that's that's the people that need to see that game and make the decisions. Pronto, pronto, yeah. because we are going backwards in terms of squad depth. What I want to do is before we turn it this... into a review game, let's, let's yeah, why don't yeah. we preview the West Ham game? I uh, know <laughs> that's what I'm moving on to now. But um, in the press, the pre uh, pre move in the press conference after the game, obviously they do the West Ham bit as well. So mm. uh, Nuno was asked about how uh, players who might be in contention asked about players who he felt aren't quite playing as well as they should. And Delhi's Ali's name came up quite a number of times. So one of the reporters asked him, you know, how, how can you how can you get the best out of Delhi Ali? This is what he had to say. Here's a guy. All the players, all the players in our squads, we have to realise that uh, along um, during their careers are ups and downs. And um, I think it's my job to to try and, and make the best out of them. Delhi inclusive. I don't look individually. Um, when I judge them, I'm very fair. Uh, Delhi started very well the, com the competition, um, and now he's, he's not in his best moment. So it's up to us to get him back in the, in the best moment that he can. 
no shit, Sherlock. He's not in his best moment. I know that. We all know that. But the question was, <laughs> how do you get the best skirted around it? So I'm going to ask you lot on the panel here, and I'm going to start with Sid. How does Nuno get the best out of Deli Ali currently? What does he need to do? What does he need to do? It's, I don't think there is anything he can do. Um, <laughs> and I, this is coming listen, from Sid. And this is I know, Sid. This is, I'm, I'm a massive Delhi fan, right? But unfortunately, I don't think Nuno can do anything. He's tried six, seven games in. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree what Darius was saying. He's fitness-wise, he's, he's on top form. He, he's been showing all these videos of him doing his big, uh, fitness, getting fit, muscles, blah, blah, blah. But on the pitch, it, it's nothing there. He's not showing any... Uh, there's no passion, there's no commitment. He's not showing anything. I mean, even when he's passing the ball, it's like a lethargic pass. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no effort in it. It's just one of them where, you know what, let me just pass it, carry on. So personally, I honestly now, I think it's now, it's within Delhi himself to turn it around. I don't think there's anyone at Spurs now that can do it. And you lot guys are going to love what I'm going to say next, yeah? But the only way he's going to improve and the only thing you can do now to improve him is get uh sell him in january or in the summer yeah we need like a breaking news like banner like overlay or something like that oh my god i even froze myself oh Listen, my god Keanu Reeves done a film about it mate it's breaking point now isn't it that's it these words it. came out of do, do, you know, do you know what though sid says it out of love I want Delhi. Uh, I want him to go elsewhere and become the player that we all know he can. And yeah. if it means going to Newcastle or Spain <laughs> or wherever, then so be it. But I don't. I think his best days at Spurs are done. I think he's, he's done at Spurs. Seriously, I think he's done. Wow. Yeah. But, you know what? It's a landmark, uh, landmark time. That, landmark that's what I was going to say. I'm going to come to you, and then I'm going to come to Mike I'm because that is a, a moment. That's a moment in time. That is a moment in time. The it's back the and end of days. And Sid's not having it. And all of a sudden, he's all right to go in January. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Darius, is there, is, is there anything that Nuno could do to him? Because I said, if Delhi's on the bench tomorrow and we need to, someone to come in and turn the game around, I would expect players like that, Gil, Bergwijn, potentially to have that opportunity to do that. I would still want Delhi to be able to contribute something. But what can he do? What can he do to be improved, if anything? The only thing he can do is get on the phone and ask Patrick Vieira if he's got an extra space in his squad because <laughs> I'm i not even trying to be mean and I don't even want to sort of rag on him because it's getting boring now. I mean, it's been two years since, for me since I've sort of seen a very, very good Deli Ali, and I thought he did almost kind of con me at the start of the season with the sort of fitness videos and the hard work and, and the good performances, to be fair. I'm not going to lie. He was playing very well at the start of the season, but... I honestly, I said there's going to be, and I think Danny said it on a show, he said, give it 10 games, Dyer and um, Delhi will be back to normal. And unfortunately, it only took six. So <laughs> it's it's just one of them where it's almost you can predict what's going to happen. I don't, I don't think it's his fault. I also don't think it's the manager's fault. I just think it's a stale situation. I mean, he, he had his best season, probably one of the best seasons any youngsters had in his second season at Spurs at, what, 19 years old? You hit your heights. I understand that. I think for me, the only way I can prove or the only way he can prove to everyone and, and sort of his fans that he still wants to play football at a high level is he does go to another club and sort of, and sort of has a resurgence like Jesse Lingard where he would just, like you said, go in January, 
play your football, be the main guy, get the ball and, and see if you can sort of revive your career. But I think Grandpa Stevens, I think this is honestly the comment he said before about him being retired before 30. I just don't think his heart's in it anymore. I think as much as he hasn't even won any trophies, I think he's really just felt or lived everything he, he really wants to live. I don't think he's bothered about sort of that glory. So unfortunately, just for everyone's sake, I just think moving a couple of players on like Deli Ali is beneficial. It's not saying like, oh, Deli Ali's crap, get him out, get him out. It's it's not that. It's it's just looking from a bit, like Sid said, he, he's seen the perspective. He's seen that it's not going to improve anymore. I don't think after three managers, you can really say that. It's just time to sort of move on. And, I, and like I keep saying on, on many, many streams, he's probably one of the few players where you could probably get a good fee as well and, and sort of use that money to, to, to rebuild that squad and, and buy quality in that team. So... It just makes sense. It really just does make sense. And and he's not proving it. He's not helping his case either. So let me ask Mike something then. Mike, how can, because obviously we've got to focus on the game tomorrow and he's probably going to be on the bench tomorrow. How can he make an impact if required? What, what, I'm trying to look at his best position. Where would you bring him on if you said to Delhi, right, we're losing 2 1 and you're thinking, right, Delhi Ali, somehow we're going to get him into this team. Where would you put him on and how would you get him to think to himself, right, go and win us the game or go and do something? What, what can he do? What can Bruno do to get that out of him? He needs to play as close to Harry Kane as possible. Um, that I think, and I, I meant I, not um, whether it be as a forward or, or striker. I don't know, but he needs to be as close to Harry Kane because if Harry Kane, which he does quite often, drop in a little bit deeper, which he has, I think we saw it against uh, was it against Newcastle a couple of, mm. quite a few times. He did. Just, tend to drop in and I think that's probably just to help the uh tell the midfield and the back line out occasionally but mm. Deli Ali should occupy that space that he leaves and I think if he gets the through balls I would probably bank on Delhi to probably hit the back of the net. But... I was just gonna say Mike do you not think and this is probably to everyone as well I think Deli Ali's finishing has declined significantly I significantly because well, he used to his finishing was he used to finish some ridiculous ridiculous efforts so efforts that you don't sort of expect him to finish but i think his finishing has been poor over the past couple of years again i don't think it's a case that his finishings all of a sudden got poor or is poor as decline i think it's down to confidence but mm. but if if Deli Ali was through on goal, I would still back him to hit the back of the net, even if he is in bad form. I still think he's got the he's still got the the, the know how. He's still got the ability. He's still got that 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 he's still capable of hitting the back of the net. I would still back him if he was one on one with the keeper. I'd probably still back yeah. him to hit the back of the net. But I think for him to get his confidence back, he needs to be in as close as that eighteen yard that opposition's eighteen yard box is as possible because that's where he's best when he's in and around operating the in the opposition's 18 yard box if you've got him back in our in our 18 yard box or in our own half yeah he, i mean you can get a ball and you can find a pass and stuff but he's not he's not effective whereas he's most he's most effective when he's up close to harry kane running beyond him which we've seen numerous times um, and he has got, he can be clinical with his finishing. We've seen it over the years. So for me, if you're, if we were trailing and he was to come on, I'd be like, right, get, I want you as close up. And even if that means just altering the formation slightly, I'd be like, get as close to Harry Kane. If Harry Kane drops deep, I want you occupying that space behind him because he will find you with a through ball. And mm -hmm. it's down to you then to, to hit the back on that. And if he doesn't hit it, we flog him. 
As Sid says in January, get rid of him. Sean, I'm going to come to you next. Um, this is the league table on form. So the last two wow. games, we've obviously had two victories. The last two games, of uh, uh, sorry, West Ham haven't had a victory. They've drawn and lost one. Uh, who do you see is going into this game as being the favourites? We're one point ahead of West Ham at the moment, but we all know it's a London derby. Uh, who, who's the favourites going into tomorrow's game? It's kind of 50-50, isn't it, really? I think um, I normally I, I normally enjoy going into West Ham because we for previous years we've been patting them on the head and sort of you know patronising them, but I think West Ham have made significant improvements and they are on the up and we are kind of treading water a bit. And I've kind of put it down to the fact that they've, they've had really good recruitment and, and it really annoys me that you know, Jared Bowen, who we were linked with, uh, has gone there. Saeed Brian Benrahma, who we were linked with, mm-hmm. has gone there and has made that team. You know, David Moyes is obviously got a recruitment team or whether he's involved in that recruitment process. Mm. He's got those great guys from the, you know, Eastern Europe. Um, yeah, I just think they've got himself a team. Mm. I, th- I think, I think they, they, their recruitment um, team is just knocks us into a cocked hat, to be honest. I think yeah. uh, we, you know, we, we're, we're, we're suffering from a lack of, um, you know, someone with, with, with expertise in many markets, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish we would take chances on championship players because I think we need. You know, I've said to Sid before. We, you know, we need. We do need players that know the leagues. You know, know the the British game if you like. And uh, we we seem to, we seem to have stopped doing that. And um, I think we've we've stalled. So I, I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty. I would say West Ham being at home might well be give them just a slight edge. Okay. Sid, I'll ask the same question of you. Who's the favourites going into tomorrow's game? You know, if you're looking at the um, last couple of weeks' form and in general the way West Ham have started the whole season, I mean, I was saying to you yesterday, Sam, West Ham are the only British club in Europe not to concede so far. So, Moisey's got something going there. Um, they've got something we haven't got, which is team spirit, everyone playing together as a mm. team, as a unit. And... I personally think West Ham will be favourites going into tomorrow's game, especially being at home as well. And the, the way we've been playing, the way, you know, the lack of uh, unity and that, I think what, you've got to give West Ham, they've got to be favourites tomorrow. Um, I think we'll be underdogs and it's for us to go there and ruin the party, to be fair. 100%. Okay. How do we go about doing that, Mike? What, what's what's the what's the approach for from Spurs tomorrow? Is it going to be... More of the how we played against um, Newcastle, or is it go back to a, a kind of like the way we played against Man City first game of the season, very much a counter attack style football? What what's what, what are you seeing tomorrow? I'm not giving West Ham too much respect. Um, they they're doing they're doing quite well, but let's not let's not let's not beat about the bush here. West Ham are beatable. Um, they haven't had a great last few weeks. Yeah, they're doing okay in Europe, but they're playing in Europa. They're not playing in the Premier League. So the last couple of weeks, West Ham haven't been. They haven't looked that great, and they haven't had great, great um, results. So, I, I, West Ham, they are beatable. We've got the players that can, that can that can hurt West Ham. So I'm not I'm not putting this West Ham team in the same bracket as Liverpool, or Man City. Um, Everything's beatable, Mike. 
Yeah. We've got no excuses though going into this game about players know. being tired. We've got no players that none of those eleven who will start tomorrow. And have how many? Traveled. And this is my point as well. How many of the West Ham players played Thursday? There's probably going to be a few because I don't oh. think West Ham really have got a, a second team. Or, or you could argue we haven't got a second team, but we've got enough to put out a second team without our eleven that's going to start on Agreed. Sunday having played. So. For me, I think Nuno has to keep the same formation. I, it's obvious that he's going to keep the same team, but keep the same formation and just do what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, like against Villa, against um, against Newcastle. Um, create the chances that we have and, and just be clinical in, in, in finishing them. And there was one last thing, and I've completely, it's completely, I've, I've completely forgot what. Yeah, we'll come to Darius. Come back from my head, but yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you. Sorry, Sid, go on. I was going to say what what you just said there, right? That they didn't have that many players playing on Thursday. Does that mean now that we're going to be under more pressure because all that eleven that we're going to field didn't play on Thursday? So yeah. isn't that going to be more pressure now on us to win that game? Because if we don't yeah. win that game, they're going to say, "Well, hold on a second. West Ham had X amount of players on Thursday and they've still come out and beat Spurs. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not about players' it's quality. It's pressure, isn't it? Yeah, but we've got better quality players. If you look at our front line in, in with Ndombele, Son, Kane and Moore, throw that foot four in there. They played really well against um, Newcastle. I know it's Newcastle. So that's now we're going to see how they perform against the likes of West Ham, who are definitely a, a, a cut above what Newcastle were. We can obviously know yeah, that. Okay. So, Darius... Knowing these are the last five results against West Ham, so we've had, you know, the last game we lost 2-1 to them at home, but that 3-3 result, I think we'll all be ingrained in our memory banks forever and ever. Um, but we, we, we've, it's pretty even. It's a pretty even split. Two wins each and a draw. So how do you see and who do you see as being the favourites going into tomorrow's game? West Ham. Quite, quite easily. West Ham, in my opinion. I don't, I, I don't see how we actually perform well in this game or dominate the game because that Olympic Stadium against us, West Ham, this is West Ham's biggest game of the season. I don't care what anybody says. Definitely. This is West Ham's biggest game of the season at home. They know that they're sort of doing better than us at the moment. They're in the Europa League. They're only, they've not conceded, top of the group. I think West Ham are going to go in with all the confidence. I just looked at their squad that started against Genk. Rice started, Cresswell started, um, Bowen started, Suchek started. And then they brought on Ben Rama, um, Fornals and Frederick. So they brought on a few players. A lot of players did start. So you guys are right in what you're saying. If we don't sort of win this game, it's going to be embarrassing. But I do have respect for West Ham, unfortunately, because they are a very good team. And I think Grandpa Steven said it in the in the chat. Or somebody said it in the chat. I think we have the better squad, but they are definitely the better team and are much more of a well-oiled system. David Moyes has them defending and attacking very well. And Antonio is going to give any of those centre-backs a nightmare on, on the weekend. So I don't know who they've played. I don't know who they, West Ham have played. I can't remember the results. But I, Sorry, I can't remember who they played. But they haven't won in two games in the Prem. So they've lost the last game. And I, think they won their, I think they won their last game. They in the Prem? They beat Everton 1-0. They beat Everton 1-0. And they lost to Brentford the game before that. Oh, OK. So my apologies. I might have had a, a slight uh, um, information overload that meant it wasn't right. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. No, but just just saying, I just I think that we we can't go into like I said. There's two things that we can't do in this game. One thing is like disrespect West Ham and sort of press high because they will catch us out. And two is if we don't play Oliver Skip and Hoybier, then we're going to lose the game 100. percent It will be a repeat of Arsenal all over again. So that midfield, 
I'm not going to lie to you. Some people may not like what I'm about to say, but I think I would rather have uh, Rice and Suchek as my double pivot than Oybier and Skip. I think those two are one of the best double pivots, one of the most underrated double pivots mm, in not the Not Suchek. I, I, I generally don't... say about Suchek, I don't... I, I, he's another player that I kind of think everybody's raving about Suchek. I... I Goes under appreciate. Goes under appreciate. It's not even the goals for me. Like, he goes under appreciate. He, he doesn't be. really have a bad game. It's, yeah. it's sort of. It's I sort of like Kante. It's he's sort not of a world like, beater, though, is he? He's not he's a world beater, but, but neither is Oli. But neither is Oli Skip, and that's the thing. He d- he does the job, and he's mm. consistent, and he can also bag goals as well, I'm and he can sure defend and attack him both. I, I think he's a. I think, I think Skip's got more in his locker than Suchek. I personally agree. I agree with that. I but we'll find that's what I'm saying. We'll find that out. I think that will be the, yeah. the big battle is, is midfield. It it's be, gonna yeah. be a massive, massive battle. Declan Rice is in a if you don't like Suchek, then you have to write you have to rate Declan Rice. I'm sorry, he's I, he I, is I, one I, of the I give Declan, but he's no what 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 is above Declan? I know he's in the English school, but what is his what is his qualities that's gonna be oh. much more than, than Oliver Skips? Declan Rice if you watch Declan Rice, he's 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 22 years old, commanding. He can. What is it? What, in my opinion, his most underrated skill is his, his dribbling ability, getting past players. He can win the ball and he can go past two or three players and get West Ham into an attacking position mm. very quickly. So you have to be wary about Declan. I'm telling you now, Declan Rice is, is West Ham's most important player in that squad by far. He, that's why he does not. That's why he plays every game and and that's why he's basically the captain because he is he is that important. But obviously, not going to carry on banging on about West Ham. I just think that. Players have to do their job. This team has to start this game and everybody has to sort of maybe not be as sort of gung-ho starting the game. If West Ham do leave spaces, which they will, then I do believe the quality in our team can can sort of exploit it and counter very effectively because that's how Nuno will set us up. But honestly, I, I think a lack of respect for West Ham will will definitely sort of bite us on the on the bomb going going towards this game, so I I, I say hold judgment or sort of hold hold the attacking force just for the maybe the first twenty minutes. Let's okay. see the game. See into the I'm game. Gonna, I'm going to say to Sean, Sean, do you think this will be the set the start? I think it's an obvious question, but I, if there was anybody that okay, I'll put it another way: is there anybody that could potentially come into this starting eleven from the game against Newcastle? Because I I don't see many changes, if any. But you tell me: is there anybody that could come in for tomorrow's game? I can't. I can't see it to be honest. I think he, you know, this is our this is our top t- top performing squad and formation at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. And to be honest, um, my concern, and I think I, I agree with everything Darius has just said about uh, Rice and Suchek, that um, we, um, we 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 face a we face a very tough opponent tomorrow. I can't see anyone to come in um, unless there's a, you know an impact sub. And we know that Nuno's got a very ambivalent attitude towards substitutions at the moment. So uh, um, I think, um, yeah, no, we we just got to go. What my my major concern is that in both the Villa game and the Newcastle game, we took time to settle down from the first kickoff, and we were exploited in, in you know in the Newcastle game yeah. by the, one of the worst teams in the division. And Villa could have could have gone ahead in in, in that first 15, 20 minutes. So we've got to be bang on it from minute one, you know. So yes, we have we, started slowly in really, games, haven't we? The, but the, those the last two games, which we, which we consider our best performances of re- recent days, yeah. we did start slow in both of them, and we can't afford to do that tomorrow. 
mm-hmm. cannot. No, you're right. I, um, it's going to be a tough game, regardless. And like I think Darius mentioned, the might well might might give might just kind of dismiss West Ham. I've not got to quite dismiss him, but I'm on the same sort of I'm page. Not him, I, I just don't give him as much respect as. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I don't give him as much respect because I don't like him to be honest with you. I no. don't like, I, I don't like him from the days of, of Mark Noble coming on. Do you know what I mean? He's just he's yeah, one of them players yeah. I just want to smack in the face. And that's yeah. not <laughs> I'm not advocating violence. I'm not advocating violence at all. But I do want to smack him in his head. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> he's just got he's so annoying and because it's Spurs you know what it's like if they beat us it's just all over it's all over Twitter their fans are like what they are the players in fact you know when they got that equaliser against us when it's 3-3 ah oh, the memes that they put out it was just unbelievable because it's yeah. their World Cup and they but, didn't even win and they didn't even win but they won the last game against us um, yeah. Mike do you see it being a tough assignment or are we are we, are we looking at this is just going to be right a standard. If we perform to our abilities, I don't think it matters. If we play to the best of our abilities in terms of mm. our front four, I don't think it matters because I think we've got enough in our our midfield to to cater for that. You know their possible counter attacks. We've got in, our front four could win us the game tomorrow. Do you see that being the case? Yeah, if our front four are on are on fire, West Ham's back line. They're not West Ham's back line. Aren't they're not great. They'll um they'll concede goals. If our back if our back line are at it, um, uh, sorry, not our back line. Sorry, if our front four are at it, then we should be able to hurt West Ham's back line without without a shadow of a doubt. The only thing, I mean, West Ham, if you were to look at any area of the of the team, they're pretty solid in midfield. Um, I mean, yeah, they've got Antonio up front, who's, who will be a who will be a, a problem? But is this going to be a battle then? Because uh, this 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 um, comment here from Moljo, uh, do you think Mikel Antonio is better than Lukaku because <laughs> Romero has shackled Lukaku, so he'll do the same with Antonio? What's that's actually debate. That's actually debatable. Actually. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's actually debatable. That's a big shout. That's a big I would say. It's not better, but it's debatable. It's definitely debatable at the moment. I, I don't yeah, care what anyone is. He, he, might needs be to, form, but... he needs to be playing for England. At least give the guy a chance for England because Antonio he's, is he's, actually. He's on. not. He's playing for Jamaica now. He said he's not playing. For oh, Jamaica. is he actually? Is he actually going? To... Oh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But no, I. I guess it's not what a bad is. move for him, though, is it? If you think about it, playing international football. Yeah, 100%. You got Harry. I mean, Harry Kane. As as long as he's England captain, why should anyone? Yeah. And Antonio's. It's not a case of Antonio's a bad footballer. He's not. He's a very good footballer, but. If you want to play international football and you want to be guaranteed a sort of a spot, go. Why not play for for Jamaica? He'll, he'll play in international football. He'll be one of the first eleven. So yeah, fair play to him. But yeah, Romero, he, he could. If we if we stop the supply to Antonio, then we stand a very good chance of having a good a good. Uh, a Is good Romero a guaranteed starter in our team now? Along the same I, line, yeah, along the same line. I'm talking like the Hoybier skip, uh, Hoybier son Kane level. Is he? Is he on the yeah, Okay, I'm I, I just check. I'm just checking. We're all on the same page. I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I'm not having. I was ready to argue. Ready to argue. Currently, because I wouldn't put any of them others in there. Tanganga. Does Dyer have to partner him? Then is that is that the I think that's the most important. The partnership with Romero has to be because I cannot see him playing with Sanchez, Romero and Sanchez. I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. I don't think Tanganga is enough of a leader, and I don't think he's 
he's quite I say physical, he's physical, but there's something about his play in centre back that I'm just not sure if Romero and him would be a good partnership. I think the Dyer thing, although we've we've ridiculed Dyer and we've done it, it on this works. show many a times, it just works because it of it just works. And he knows the importance as well, doesn't he? He knows that West Ham, he knows the fans from the side yeah. from perspective, he knows how massive this game is to the fans as well, yeah. Dyer. So he will be out there and he'll give over hundred percent because yeah. he'll want to perform not for himself but also for the fans because he, he knows he knows it just works. And the thing is, like it's yeah. not it's not like I said, I said this in our last video, Dyer isn't the best. He's not the best centre-back in the world. It works for us at the moment because of player profile. And I think that a centre-back partnership is massively, massively hindered on player profile. If you don't have the correct sort of two players, it, like, for example, a left-footed and a right-footed or an aggressor and a, and someone who, who sort of drops off, you have to get that right because you can have two world-class centre-backs. If they're both aggressors, you're going to leave so much gaps in the back. You it won't look They won't look like good centre-backs. And also, it also is dependent on, on the formation and how the manager plays as well. I think Romero is in a situation where he could be immense. I think you could you could upgrade Dyer. You could easily go into the market and upgrade Dyer. But for now, I really don't think there's any other centre-backs no. in our squad that's going to match Romero's sort of player no. profile as much as Dyer will. And no. to get the best out of Romero, if you have to play Dyer, I'm all for that. I don't care. I'm, I, as I said, I'm playing well at the moment as well. And this is what we're saying. We, we look at Dyer's individual performances. We look at his mistakes and we all go, oh, he's done it again. But I've watched him in the games. And again, I'm not saying he's a world-class player. Far from it. But he does things now which has improved him. Certainly from the Mourinho days and certainly from Nuno days. He looks like a better defender now. He's not the mm. best defender, but he's better. And if his mm. improvement can continue with the leadership qualities that he's beginning to show, I think with Romero alongside him, who's going to do all that dirty work and do all the tackling and be the aggressor, Dyer mm. can, can get to, to look better himself. And I think that's the, that's, that's the issue. Sometimes when he plays with others, he looks worse than he actually is because playing with Sanchez... It's not going to help your performance <laughs> looking great anyway. And no. Rodon a bit is erratic for me. Ah, oh, and Sam, Sam, that's interesting. Go on, sorry. Sam, that's go on, interesting. Go on, sorry. Before we, we close that, is that is that down to Nuno that he's become better? Because if it, is, it is, has, is that is that a, has is to that be, a project? It has to be. Has is that to a pro be. As, as, as Dyer become Nuno's project? You did see them after the Newcastle game having a little one to one. Uh, you know, yeah. I wonder whether. I, I, and, and this could you know be the I first say, signs of Nuno improving our players. And you know why I say just that? Because a, just Nuno, a question I'm throwing out there, really. Nuno being a goalkeeper, Nuno being a goalkeeper, having played at Heisman yeah, and seen how defenders work, knows mm. what should work as a centre-back pairing. So, wonder mm. you're a goalkeeper, you see everything in front of you, particularly mm. your two centre-backs. And when you start seeing them wandering all over the place, you get scared as a goalkeeper because once <laughs> gaps start appearing... You're known that you're next in line to be mm -hmm. a So you've got to get your centre-backs in the right position majority of the time. And I think that's where Nuno's been working on. I clearly see he knows that Dyer is, isn't the best, but I think he's seen enough qualities to pair with yeah. someone like Romero and get the best out of him. So let's hope. We'll see tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow. Also, also to be fair as well, I do think that... Good points. Of, Good points. It, it, it's, it's very true. Like, I think Eric Dyer is... He's, he's Like you said, he's a good centre-back. He... He is improving. And I also think that the fact that our, our team aren't conceding as many shots, the volume of shots have gone down. I know we still are conceding quite a few yeah. shots, but we're not conceding sort of your 15, 16 shots anymore. And 
I just think that that also just helps makes defenders look a lot better. If you're not conceding 20 shots a game, then you ain't going to look as bad. And I think that's just going to make you have to defend less, which makes you look like a better centre-back. And that's that's always a help because that's due to sort of the formation and, and the system changing as opposed to also just the individual changing. I mean, we didn't think Dyer could get much better than Mourinho and, he, and Mourinho improved Dyer as well. So to say that Nuno's got even more out of him, I think there's even room for a lot. Of th- That's what I'm saying. There's no Sometimes. excuse. There's no excuse for these players anymore. If Dyer can improve, yeah. there's no excuse for these players who are five, four, five years younger than him. And do you know what I mean? I, I just don't see any more excuses. Sometimes just, it's all. Because... I was just gonna say, man. I want to. I just want to give this shout out because obviously our, our first super chat in here from wow. Josh of Tottenham. Guy, thank you very much for your contribution, Josh. Massive, massive thanks to you. Um, Eric Dyer masterclass incoming. So Josh thinks that we've got um, Eric Dyer being the master class in our defence. Uh, sorry, Mike, what was you going to say? I, I think, okay, it's just going back to Dyer. Um, sometimes, as a player, although you can have all the coaching in the world um, that will give you the tools to, to become a better player, sometimes it's who you play with that can bring you the best out of you. Mm-hmm. So it might be that Romero suits Dyer in terms of how that affects Dyer's game. Because if he's got, if he knows there's someone that's going to be um, the aggressor and is exceptional at intercepting and reading the, the game and intercepting passes, breaking up play, etc. How how Romero does, then that might suit um, Dione and, and how that that affects his game. Because if he knows he's got someone who's going to go out and do the aggressive and all he's got to do is kind of sweep up, yeah. and as long as Dyer can read the game, then there should be no reason why. It, it couldn't bring out the best in in diet, but you have to have the concentration levels. Nine games for ninety minutes, you can't you can't sort of afford to to switch off, which Dyer is capable of doing. But you just have to wait and see. We are gonna have to wait and see. But there's there's a few comments coming back and forth about Dyer. Here. Now Josh is thinking he's gonna turn up. Adam's saying that I he's agree. not. He's a disaster class, not master class. <laughs> uh, which is I think is quite <laughs> funny. There, that's a pretty good one. Um, Josh, uh, Adam's going back and forth saying, I hope he does. So we're all hoping that Dyer does become this player and cuts out those mistakes. Let's yeah. come to the third favourite, my favourite part of the show. And it is, as always, the score prediction. Mm. And we're going to start off Mr. Hurl down there. And we're going to go round to Sid. Then we're going to go out to Darius and then Mike. And I'm going to be left last for this one. So let's start off again. Go on, Mr. Hurl. Tell us what you think. What's the score going to be tomorrow? Um... I'm, obviously, I'm hoping for Spurs win, but I think, as, I, as of today, I think a 2-2 draw. Ooh, 2-2. That's not a bad shot, actually. I, I think that's a... You know, if you look at the the previous games as well, you know, it, it, I don't think that'd be a bad result. It keeps them below us. I think maybe, though, because of the games that are coming up, Man United versus Liverpool, we could take advantage of that if Liverpool beat Man United and go a little bit further ahead of Man United, if we could win the game. But... 2-2, two, two, fair dues. Um, ask Sid. I'm going to ask Sid. What's your score prediction, Sid? I'm just hoping they don't hammer us tomorrow. <laughs> um, it's a joke. But, um, it, you know, it, it's one of them, isn't it? We, we want us to win, but it just depends which Tottenham turns up. The fact that they've none of them played midweek and we've been training all week, um, I just hope they don't turn up in training mode. So I personally think it's going to be a tough game and I'm going to go with my youngest one's prediction and he reckons we're going to win 2-1. Wow. 
2-1 Spurs there oh. from Sid. <laughs> you know, you know that. I, that's what I said. I'm just waiting till last and I can just make something up because you're all taking my schools anyway. So <laughs> it don't really matter what I do. Uh, Darius, what's your thoughts? I am not confident mm. at all. This like That's a surprise, Darius. Nah, <laughs> like I said, after that Arsenal game, don't think I can I don't think I can trust the team anymore. I'm just picturing that Olympic Stadium absolutely raw because, like you said, Sam, it's the big West Ham World Cup final of the season. Home, they'll start their strongest team. They're in, I think they're in decent form. <sighs> I don't think we're going to win this game. I don't. Think we, I don't think we're going to get a result. I think. They, I think we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose two one. I'm sorry. Oh, I think West Ham are, down think West, towards the end of the show. He's only got a I think West Ham down. are going to do us in. I honestly, I don't think that team can handle the pressure of West Ham and their fans. I really don't. I have no faith in that team. And I know that none of those players on Thursday are going to play, but that just proves to me that if we do need to have an impact off the bench, there's not many people that are going to really make an impact. So I'm sorry, guys, to bring the, to bring it down, but this game has made me nervous since last week. I've been nervous for this game since last week. I'm more nervous for this game than I am Man United next week. So, Darius, I I'm sorry. Score. I'm sorry. Score. Darius, two, the score. 2-1. 2-1 West Ham. 2-1 I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to get <laughs> roasted now. You definitely Mike, are. Mike, Mike looks like he's going to block me on everything. This he's going to block you on all chats, all functions, I'm never going to speak platforms. to Mike again now. <laughs> Darius. He's done with you. I'm not, ang- I'm not angry with you, mate. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> you should be used to it, bro. So I can't even, I can't even agree. You should be used to it. <laughs> I'm not uh, angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but every time uh, Darius has made a, a prediction against Spurs, we've won. So I like what you're doing, mate. That reverse psychology will come in good for us. So <laughs> on the back it. of that, on the back of that, I'm... Oh, I wanted to go 2-1, but Sid's got it. I'm going 3-2 Spurs. You can still have it, Mike. It's fine. Nah. <laughs> you can still have it. I, I like to share. It's okay. Nah. I don't <laughs> share. I don't like sharing, Sid, so you can have it. Oh, you there's no it, love mate. in the house. There's no love in the house. <laughs> in the house. <laughs> no love. No love. Simply Ace is saying, Darius is a realistic fan, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Amandi Juma, welcome, Amandi. Hopefully you play your A-team. Um... <laughs> Josh the Tottenham guy says boo Darius <laughs> what are you doing man Darius is getting some, some bright emojis getting down here Amondi he's saying 1-1 one, one. <laughs> Marlon's saying Darius has changed Marlon I'll, Marlon, I'll give you the exact date 20, 26th of September 26th of September that was the date that I changed 26th of September when I watched that disgusting performance against Arsenal we're not finished with you yet, Darius. Josh Tottenham guy says, I used to like Darius. Um, what's happened to him? I don't know. Uh, I mean, Darius does have a Thank point. Thank you, Adam. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Got Darius, don't think Neil will make the same mistakes he made against the Woodage. Ah, uh, Marlis, yeah. Spurs will be okay. So, Darius, you know what happened. If we're talking West Ham or Arsenal, we can't be like this. No matter what we think in our heads, we have to go positive because we get grief. I'm going positive. <laughs> I'm definitely getting positive, but it's going to be a tough game. I can see, I like Sid's scoreline. I'm going to go with that one because sharing is caring. So I'm going to go one, two. I think it's going to be uh, Spurs just going to narrowly get that with a, a winner somehow in whatever minute it's going to be. But two, one to Spurs for me. I like that. 
Yeah. Darius out. Who said Darius had a point? Darius hasn't got a point. We ain't got no points. Darius has got no points. You know what? Like I said, Milpois. 24 hours. I sort of agree with you. The only reason I won't give West Ham the win is because my wife's family are all West Ham, right? And the season ticket holders, and they will do our heads in. And I cannot give them the victory. Like I said, I think it's going to, at the end of the day, it means, I don't care what anybody says, it means so much more to them this game than it does to us. And at that Olympic Stadium, with those fans going balmy, 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 because I know they will. They love this game. I'm the three-three. I this they they we, it's two games going. We we've had horrible, horrible performances, horrible results against this team. I, I can't go into this game confident anymore. I really can't because the squad is the squad's on par. The 11's almost on par. There's a lot of players in that team that I would put in in that Tottenham eleven. So I'm sorry to say this, guys. I really I'm am. Sorry, sorry. I've got to read this one out from Mojo. Uh, selling two. We are Tottenham TV in January. That might have to happen. We might have a I want, I want a, si- I want a signing on fee. I want a signing on fee. Tell Simon Ben I want that signing on fee. I'm joining. Can see where Darius coming from, especially. I'm Darius's agent. I want to turn up and show some. Yeah, Hotspur, you, Hotspur Hurley, you've got. I think Dar- uh, Marlon mentioned uh, Marlon made a, a comment about oh, God, um, the Arsenal about the Arsenal game and the fact oh. that it was shocking. But Nuno has learned his lesson insofar as I don't think he'll play that formation. And it is a horrid formation, like Marlon said, four three three. If we're playing four three three tomorrow, we will get exposed. But I don't think that would happen. I think, as we all probably expect. Uh, yeah. Nuno will go four two three one. It has to be the same eleven, doesn't it? And there's has, no has excuses. The only, none of them travelled. The only the only spot that I think could be up for grabs would be Lucas. Emerson's. You really? think? Yeah, you think? just just because really? I think Tanganga is he's a far better far better defensively than Emerson. a good point. Emerson yeah. at the moment, and yeah. I just wonder if. Because if you've got Reggie bombing on, and if you've got Emerson bombing on, and you're leaving Dyer and Romero, I know Skip probably be around there just protecting them. But if you've got Tanganga there, just just makes us a little bit more uh, from a defensive as a defensive unit, just solid solidify. Oh, I can't even pronounce the word now. It's gone. Solidify. Solidify um, us as a as a as a defensive backline. So. Sorry, no, no, hold on. Adam, Adam, I'm going to take this. He has not had enough abuse. Okay. If he's saying that West Ham are going to win, he's not had enough abuse. You get, you're, getting one more, you're, getting <laughs> more, you're getting one more hot take just for that, Sam. You're getting one more hot take. Mike, honestly, honestly, Mike, and this, this is genuine. This is me being genuine. I'm not convinced by Tanganga at all. I don't think Tanganga really will will have a place in the... If you can't solidify a centre-back or a right-back spot, and I do get with you, defensively, he probably is better, but going forward and just sort of as a right-back, he's not. He's just not a right-back, and he doesn't want right. to play right-back. And as a centre-back, he's just not tall enough, he's not commanding enough. So I don't know where he's going to play. I'm actually kind of worried. I don't think Tanganga is as good as people are making him out to be. I, I, think, I think, you he's, know what? I, I think he's... He's he's maybe not going to be the first choice. For, I think because he's got this... I mean, like James a hybrid. He's got this hybrid position. Is he a right-back? Is he a centre-back? I personally, I don't think he's going to make it at centre-back at Spurs. I don't think he's big enough. Um, 
I, I think he could make it as a right back, but he needs to be more attacking, have a more attacking. To, if he could get that side of his game right, I think he's a really good prospect for a right back because he's a big game player. We've seen in the games that he's coming in, the mm. big games, the Man City's, the Liverpool's, he's always performed really, really well. It's just the games but where Sam, we're on Sam, top. You, you get onto, you get onto Aaron, I just see him the exact same as Aaron Wan-Bissaka. That's the thing. And you get onto, you get onto Aaron Wan-Bissaka yeah. for having a lack of attack. You always get onto Aaron Wan-Bissaka for having a lack of attack. I know. I do give Aaron Wan-Bissaka a lot more grief, but he's playing at Man United. That's the difference yeah, for me. Do you know what I'm saying? He's a similar type of player, but he's at Man United. Man United expect more. Our expectation should be a little bit lower, but I'm not disagreeing with you. I think he, he, he could be better. But if his attacking sense was as mm. as good as his defensive sense, we've got a real player on our hands because he's mm. 22 years of age. He's got real desire. He's a Spurs lad and he's always been a big game player. For that reason, I think he's got ability. But when the game's where we need to be on the front foot, mm. I don't see him in the box enough, particularly <laughs> on Thursday's game. He weren't in the box enough for me. So, you know, um, just go for a few. He's going to be he's gonna be our new Eric Dyer. Then. Basically, from what you just said, <laughs> when Eric Dyer retires... He's going to be the new. He was here from, think, from day I one, think, Tottenham uh, lad, Eric. Dyer. That's what he'll be. He's a new Eric Dyer. You just oh, he's killing. You're actually <laughs> killing the stream today. People are just not having it. People actually now putting in capitals. What am I watching, Darius? Stop it! You're breaking my heart. Ah, oh, this has been a great one. <laughs> uh, Craig said he does look like Samuel playing right back. It seems forced. Yeah, maybe he needs to adopt. I don't know. I don't know. With, with back Kanga. three, I think Changanga right, is in, in the back three. Thank you. Back three, right centre back. That'll be the perfect. Per and we've got a. This is the thing. We've got. I'm going to have Rodon in there. I'd rather have Rodon over him. He's Would better you? on the ball. Uh, yeah, he's so. Oh, oh, you know what? Proving my point even more, mate. Oh, Thank you. This is this is a conversation. I was going to say talking points are our Sid. Yeah. This sounds like it could definitely be on one of them shows. Yeah. Uh, 100%, I think so. Uh, gentlemen, we said we were going to be on here for half an hour. We've nearly done an hour about which <laughs> was fun, though. Game here. It was fun, uh, though. But it's been fun. It's, fun. It has been <laughs> it's been real fun. I must <laughs> admit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Some of them comments of Darius who just need to sell it to me on Tottenham TV. I think that was the best one today for me. Um, you, selling to me on Tottenham TV in January. If oh, we win, make man. sure you come on tomorrow, mate. <laughs> I'll be here. I'm going to the pub to watch, I'm going to the pub to watch the game with my with my flatmate who is a West Ham fan. Oh, so right. I'm gonna be live, sort of. If they win, I'm gonna have it straight in my face. I told him I've got to go and do packs, and I'm gonna be leaving ten minutes early. Sure? I, I'm not gonna be happy if we lose. Have your but... been approved? Oh, mate, I'm here. I'm here. Legally or illegally, I'm here, mate. So don't no, you worry. I meant, I meant my yoga half. And she approved your visa to go. Oh, to that one. She's in wolves. She's in wolves. No worries. No worries at the moment. Oh, we're get, where are we going with this show today? Yeah. Where are we bloody let's, going with this show today? On. Let's get off here because otherwise it's going to descend into chaos. And we don't need it to descend into any more chaos than it already had. Because Darius has thrown grenades in today. And he said, West Ham are going to win. You can't do that. You just can't do that. <laughs> anyway, lads. Mike Hotspur, Hustler, Darius 3K, Sid Spurs, and Sean H. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And let's make sure we're all on tomorrow. If we can, the same panel, that'd be great. We'll be there. We'll be there. We're going to have some talks. We're going to have some talks, aren't we? Right then, guys. See you all later. See you later.